Welcome to the Mike on Much podcast. I'm your host, Mike Veerman. We're here with our friend and trusted producer, Max Kerman. We also have our pop culture aficionado, Shane Cunningham. And rejoining us this week after missing last week is Erica working the dials. Erica, welcome back. Guys, this is an emergency pod, a uh, uh, somewhat emergency, called by Max. Uh, it, it, last night, he said, guys, let's record a pod. Uh, things have gone crazy. The world is insane. Let's get together and talk about this. So we're going to talk about this. But I actually had one question, Erica, when you jumped on here. Um, so last episode, you know, the three of us recorded it old school style, and then we sent you the files to edit. For you as an experience, like you're going to hear this pod, then you're going to go edit it. Do you prefer to like hear it fresh? Like you haven't been there? Like, do you like to be surprised at what we talked about? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it makes the editing a little bit more, um, just more fun, I guess. Um, but yeah, I think I actually do prefer to edit when I haven't heard the episode. Mm, interesting. To be honest. Were yeah. we good? <laughs> yeah, it was great. There was there was quite a few uh, technical issues. So those obviously suck. Those are better to um, anticipate if I'm on the call. But um, other than that, yeah, great episode, you guys. It was very funny. I laughed a lot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, Shane, uh, your, your mother-in-law, I saw the uh, lovely Lorna uh, commented on the uh, Michael Much Instagram page about how much she liked the episode. Yeah, I mm. wonder if it's real, though. Sometimes I can't tell. Cause I, I know, I know John, my father-in-law, John is a huge fan of podcasts, but, and I know Lorna is very supportive, but Lorna isn't as into listening to every episode. And I can't imagine her having listened to that episode for some reason, but I think the comment might've been uh, just a nice comment. She saw other people were saying it was funny. So she's like, Oh, this, this Shane will like that. I'm supporting him. Because was that a funny episode? Like what was the funny parts? I thought we got real serious in that one. Well, we we did. Uh, we talked about your pop up ads that would pop up. We also talked oh, the about porno the porno things. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it was funny. I don't know. I'll ask her though. I'm gonna text her right after this. Actually, I was wondering. <laughs> I can't imagine in a million years that my father in law would listen to a whole episode of our podcast. Um, but I was wondering if he did because we since the episode came out, we started working on the deck and putting it back together, and he gave me more responsibility. I was doing like a lot more drilling and stuff. Like he was like, <laughs> "Hey, Mike, come over here. Do you want to do this?" And I'm like. Is he? Is this natural? Did he hear about it? Did someone tell him about it? So, but it's going great, guys. Thanks for asking. Uh, but why are we here, Max? I'm gonna let you take it because you're the one that sent it to the group. You said let's get together, let's talk about this. It's it, it's all it's all gone wild. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was just hitting me extra hard yesterday, but I happened to be kind of in front of the TV because I know Sunday is family day for you, Shane. I didn't know if Mike would be you know watching CNN like myself, but. Um, in real time, the, the Trump, um, joyride was happening. And I was like, this is so fucking funny. The video that he put out yesterday, just before he went on the joyride, he had this like glimmer in his eye. And in, I think, um, Trump can be a really like kind of nasty, malicious kind of person in a lot of occasions. But I thought this was just like a moment of just like, childlike joy and excitement that he was sort of experienced because he was, I think, kind of bored because usually Sundays he gets to go on the, the political shows and then he usually talks to Sean Hannity, I think, for like an hour and he can get into like whatever's happening to him then. But he, he wasn't tweeting at all. And of course, this morning he really went off on a big Twitter storm. So I think he was just like, I need to do something. And I think what his joyride? Like, what is this? Okay. You didn't so, no. so <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Shane, you don't know what happened? No. It's family day, man. So this is great. Then okay, this makes it more fun. Since we last uh, recorded a podcast, um, obviously the president tested positive for COVID nineteen. You do know that, right, Shane? Of course, yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then since then, <laughs> many people in his administration have also uh, tested positive. It seems to have all tied back to this um, uh, uh, this this event in the Rose Garden. Um, the what are they calling it, Mike? The Rose Garden massacre? <laughs> oh, yeah, like the Red Wedding. It's like the super spreader event where basically all of these people were maskless and hugging and, you know, all the things that we've been saying not to do for the last eight months. Um, and so a bunch of these people did get it. Obviously, the world knows that Trump is one of them. So he's sort of been in the hospital since I think it was the Thursday they flew him out there or the Friday. I'm not quite sure, but he's kind of been pent up and not doing anything. And, and apparently, like it was it was serious and bad and they had to get him on um, some therapeutic drugs and then a steroid. It's like he was taking all the things that basically you need to take to combat it when you do have it bad. Um but then by Sunday, I guess he was starting to feel a little bit better. Uh, and all of these people started to gather outside the hospital, like he's Michael Jackson or something like that. And they like all of his fans started to congregate to like where he's at. And so he just put on Twitter like this video of him saying, I've got a little surprise for you. I've been fighting. I really understand COVID now. I've gone to like COVID college. I know the real deal now. Uh, <laughs> and I might have a little surprise for you. Maybe by the time you see this, the surprise will happen. All of a sudden... <laughs> He's in a fucking SUV with like secret service guys doing laps around the fucking hospital while his people like celebrate and like wave flags and hold up signs. Oh my God. That's hilarious. So every, everybody's like, what is Trump doing? This is just, this is wild. I mean, there was a, a myriad of takes other than sort of the, the narcissistic nature of what he's doing. Maybe if you're pro-Trump, you would say, oh, he was trying to inspire his base and show them that he's strong enough to get out and mm -hmm. get in a car. I just, see, I just see one tweet that's like, hey guys, we know how much strength it takes to get sit in a car. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> he must be doing well. But, um, and then there's also the other side where people said it was so wildly selfish and dangerous that the Secret Service guys in the car with them, who, although they were wearing um, the protective uh, equipment, it's like they're in a hermetically steeled, like, presidential vehicle with somebody who is COVID positive. So anyway, there's been this whole spectrum of things. But yeah, I guess, Max, what were your first thoughts when you saw the, the joyride, as you called it? Well, yeah, I mean, I thought it was funny that for a guy who has access to every single piece of information in the world, and this pandemic has been raging and been the only thing anybody's talking about for eight months, he goes, oh, I really, I know what it means now. I, I get it. It's like going to school, not the book school, the real school. <laughs> so it's like, hold on a second. It's the only way you could possibly relate to what, what you know, hundreds of thousands of people and millions of people have gotten suffered through is you getting it yourself? This is the only way you can do it. <laughs> and um, yeah, there's a bunch of takes uh, that I found Twitter to be particularly like funny yesterday. And there's a lot of outrage uh, for the Secret Service people who obviously like signed up to protect the president at any cost. But there's a good good tweet saying like I didn't think the pre like I agreed to take a bullet for the president. I didn't think the president would be the one with the gun, which I thought was was well put. Um, yeah, and I was just thinking about like this week just being so crazy. And, you know, someone pointed out it was literally a week ago that the taxes came out. And that's, I know we always talk about how time moves so quickly these days, but that feels like forever ago. When did RBG pass? What day was oh. that? Was that like, was that the pre, was that a few days before that? I think it went from RBG to taxes to, uh, the debate, which because yeah. like SNL was trying to, you know, riff on the debate that, that, that even felt like forever ago. Um, and of course, like, you know, one by one, all these people in the Rose Garden are, are getting it. The press secretary today just announced that she got it and two of her deputies underneath her have it. So, yeah, I just was just wondering, like, what do you think, like, is the fall, is there any fallout? Is the, is the, is America so divided that it doesn't matter? Or do you think this is, 
going to be, you know, one of the last straws that, that really does it in for, for Trump uh, because it's so close to the election? Or does this, something like this have to, ha- have to happen like a week before? Because I've been thinking a lot about the timing of all this. And, you know, something can happen in July that really has no consequence. Like a big thing can happen in July that has no consequence for the election in November. But it feels like, you know, you're, the, big, the biggest tricks or the biggest events have to happen in the last like two weeks before an election for people to really, uh, really say they've had enough. They're at least the people in the middle that are kind of going to decide the election. Well, this could be a good stunt, though, because if he gets over COVID and he's like, oh, I feel healthier than ever, then it's proving that COVID's not all that bad. And he's at an advanced age and he's like, see, look, now I'm immune. Now I can do anything. And he'll come up with a lot of jokes and just down uh, downplay COVID. Like, I think this is actually a good move for him. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because it's like the one thing they got to hit him on though is it's like so many people that have struggled with covid or passed away from covid it's like they had to die alone in a hospital it's like yeah he's doing fine because he received these state-of-the-art therapeutics he's the benefit of like seven months of like the best drugs being developed he got helicoptered to a hospital where he's staying on a floor with a team of like 10 doctors that are all making sure it's like not every I mean, again that's a nuanced thought though to your point shane whereas it's like his base is just going to be like yeah man he's a superhero you know he yeah. he fought he'll it downplay he the medical care and just upplay one how physically fit he is and two how covid is just the over overrated I did enjoy when the doctors were giving the update, the very first update, like on that first day, they all come out and they got like this, like this team of eight or 10 doctors outside of uh, Walter Reed hospital. And they're asking questions of like the main doctor. And he's, he's talking about why it is concerning. He's like, well, he does have some issues, you know, his, his, his age. Um, obviously he's a little overweight. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, I'm like, if Trump is sitting in his room watching this, I just see him be like, that's all I was thinking of. All I, I was watching that exact same clip and I saw it live too. And that's all I could think yeah. of. Well, you know, um, CNN makes every, uh, at every opportunity they go, we have a president who's obese. Yeah. He's obese. He's 73 years old. He's obese. Like I'm sure that drives him nuts. It sure does. Well, you know, you, you, Max, you mentioned um, how fast news moves. Uh, I keep thinking about, um, so I don't know if you guys even caught this story, but right before the COVID diagnosis, like maybe like even like a couple hours, maybe I can't remember, but within that 24 hours, these tapes, these secretly recorded tapes of Melania Trump talking about Christmas were released. Did you guys see this story? Yeah. Yeah. So basically one of her aides, like one of her assistants or whatever, taped their conversation where Melania is talking about Christmas, I guess last year, maybe the year before, but it was around the time that um, when they were putting um, the, the kids in cages at the border and all that stuff, separating families, they're talking to Melania and she's going on about how she's got to decorate the Christmas tree and the Rose Garden or whatever. And she's like, I don't give a fuck about Christmas. She actually, that's what she said. That was like her quote. So like these tapes get released. This aide literally puts her like political career, like she's never going to work on the right again. And she probably won't work on the left. She's probably done in politics because it's like, regardless of releasing those tapes, it's like, you do not do that. Like, it's like you had a job to do. You're releasing this tape. It literally was in the news for maybe a few hours. This woman, yeah. she's, she's on Anderson Cooper. You can see like, she's like, this was her moment to basically like be, I guess, a whistleblower on Melania being, I guess, uh, you know, not getting shit Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, I guess. But it's such like, ultimately, it's kind of a fluff story. It's like, a, I guess, a personality hit. But at the end of the day, or hip- a hypocritical thing, but she was like, she was on with Anderson Cooper. Like, this woman was like, this is my moment. And then within a few hours, the president Melania tests positive and nobody talked about that story again. And that woman blew up her whole career. 
Wow. Why doesn't Melania like Christmas? Because of consumerism or uh, other, like, what was her main problem? <laughs> she didn't get into it. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, it doesn't she seem that said, bad not to like Christmas. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Did you, um, did you guys watch SNL this week? Yeah. What did you, what did you guys it. think of it? <clears throat> I thought, you know, it was a weaker episode for sure, I thought. Like Chris mm-hmm. Rock's not the greatest person at reading cue cards too, so that that hurts. And I know he has a learning disability, and it's not easy for him. But I just feel like, yeah, he's kind of a we- he's an amazing stand-up, and I like him giving a monologue, like a stand-up style monologue. But when he gets in a sketch, it just falls apart. Mm. Yeah, I thought his um, opening monologue wasn't even that great. No, me. And either. I was wondering, yeah. yeah, and I was wondering if that just had to do with the fact that he hasn't been able to go to the comedy club. For, that, yeah, he was on know, Howard Stern on talking about that actually, how that hurt his performance or was going to hurt his performance because he couldn't really work it out mm. and he's scared of cell phones being videotaped and it leaking and yeah it definitely was very rusty and you could see a lot of places where he could have truncated it yeah hey what do you think um back to trump for a second um do you think what do you think would have to happen um for this to really make a dent in his reelection bid like, like, because I was thinking, I was like, somebody, is somebody gonna have to die? Because, it, because if everybody who's gotten COVID nineteen uh, in the White House, and there's like a dozen people that are affected so mm-hmm. far, I think, um, if they all end up being okay in you know seven to ten days, and they're like they're yeah. back at it, you know, obviously the numbers are surging right now, but there's still a lot of people who don't take it that seriously or don't know anybody who's been sick by it. Um, do do you think there there'd be like a defining incident that would really yeah. do him in well if trump would, would just... if trump dies there's not a chance of him winning the election and people <laughs> hey, hey, hey that's a pretty bold take are you sure you want to stand by that but it's really if if he does like he's most likely to die of all the people who have contracted it right that's going to be a real game changer if he does just to state the obvious <laughs> that's all i've got yeah but if he does like nobody knows what will happen because half like a portion of the country's already voted on a ballot that has his name on it, right? So it's like if something mm-hmm. bad happens, like do those votes just go to Pence? Like it's it, it's going to be very confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nobody dead guy knows. can't win, right? No, I know. Or Kenny. Exactly. That would be unprecedented. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what was your favorite uh, moment of the week or the most confounding moment for you, would you say, out of everything that happened this week? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's been a, it's been a crazy week. Um, obviously like it's starting with the debate on Tuesday. We're just, you know, Danica and I are watching it. It's pretty wild. Uh, the Wednesday night, I think is, I, I can't remember what night the news came out that Hope Hicks, the, the aide to the president, who's really close to him had tested positive, but me and Dan were watching TV and it was like, it's like just around 10 or something. And it was like, wow, it's crazy. And I went to bed like pretty early that night for me. And the next morning, Danica woke me up like at like six six a.m. or something. She went to get the baby, and then she like started yelling my name, and I was kind of like, you know, "This is my morning to sleep in or whatever." And then she's <laughs> like, uh, "She's like, she's like, Mike, Mike." She's like, "I think you would want me to wake wake you up." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." So like, I jump up, and I'm like, "What's up?" And she's like, "Trump is tested positive for COVID," and I was like, "Whoa!" And then like you immediately like shoot out of bed you know what i mean like a like a vampire out of the, the coffin and I, like you grab the phone and then you're staring at it and max i saw your tweet which i thought was great which is like as a guy who uh who tends to get up and pee in the middle of the night and looks at his phone uh yeah. stupidly i'm actually feeling like it's it's finally paid off or whatever yeah 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 well that's exactly what happened because i was i was at home and at 2 a.m go up to the bathroom 
check my phone and I don't believe my eyes because you know when you're like half asleep when you're going to the bathroom at night and you're, I'm like looking at the discovery page on Twitter. I'm like, Trump has COVID? Like, am I dreaming right now? Like, you're just like in this very odd state. And then I check, I'm in a group text with Manager Ash and Book Club Maddie and they're night owls and it is blowing up and there's like so <laughs> much going on and they're like wide awake. It's, you know, at this point, the news has been out for like an hour. And I'm just like reading it. Like, I, I can't believe it. And then like, I did the same thing. I like, Lauren's sleeping. I kind of like hit her. I'm like, Lauren, Get up. <laughs> Trump has COVID. She's like, what? <laughs> she's like, okay, I'm going back to bed. I was like, what? It was crazy. Yeah. And it, it just like um, the other thing, which, you know, I've been thinking a lot about celebrities who become politicians. And, you know, they all, even if they're like kind of a ridiculous um, celebrity like um, Jesse J- no what's his uh, who's Jesse Ventura the, yeah. the governor in Minnesota Arnold Schwarzenegger Jesse Ventura obviously a wrestler Arnold Schwarzenegger movie star you know there's been a lot of like in Canada Seamus O'Regan who was an actor right was he on this line who, whose lines did anyway or what, what, what's he been in you know what I'm talking about Seamus, he's like a Newfoundlander. Anyway, all these all these people that were in show business that go into politics, they all like, you know, make an agreement mostly with themselves that like any of the fun that I had or the free wheeling that I got to do as a famous person, as a celebrity doesn't really apply to me. Like I'm a public figure and I'm accountable to the people. But none of that has applied to Trump at all, like on any level. Like he just like has not obeyed by that rule. And and you're hearing the stories like the New York Times um, uh, writer who who who's flown on Air Force One. He got it, and he wasn't even notified by. No. He wasn't notified they by didn't anybody. Tell anybody. They were trying to they keep did. it under wraps. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's crazy, and so it's just like that level of chaos. And because Trump hasn't like hired anybody new, it's just really like a family business running the show. And, you know, there's all sorts of family businesses. Like you can imagine some in like downtown Hamilton. We're like, oh, yeah, the, the the grandpa, the dad, he's still sort of in charge. But the operations are really a gong show. You know what I mean? It's, just, it's <laughs> totally that. But it's but it's obviously out of the White House now. Shane, but, uh, how did uh, how did you hear about it? Uh, I think I just woke up normal and uh, it was on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Were you, you su- were you surprised by it? Uh, Not really. No, I wasn't that surprised like you. I, I thought uh, he would have got it sooner. And then uh, I was like, oh, maybe it was like the NBA bubble. I thought, oh, somebody in the NBA bubble is going to get COVID. Mind you, no one has yet and probably won't now that it's so close to the end. But I, I was betting on the NBA bubble, someone getting it and all the other leagues, people seem to have gotten it. But I was like, Trump's going to get it sooner or later. And then he got it. And then I was kind of excited. But then Alex walked down stairs and I was like, oh, Trump has COVID. And it was that thing where it was too late. She's like, oh, I know. I woke up in the middle of the night. And it was kind of, <laughs> like, I, I was kind of like, ah, like I, I wanted to break that news. Yeah. Do, do, you, do you think that um, Trump, okay, so like on Sunday, I was getting off on the news. Like I was kind of like in a giddy mood. It's like a really like addicting drug when, when stuff like this like begins to happen. This whole week has sort, sort of been like that where you're like, what do I want to watch on TV? It's like, well, the best show by far is CNN because it's like, <laughs> because you couldn't write it. Like we were joking how like this is sort of out of a Veep episode where it's like, okay, we're in the hospital. We need to show the American people that we have strength and that we're doing well. Let's, let's do uh let's do a little drive. Let's go wave. Like, like you can imagine you're like, yeah. they'd even say that oh, that's probably a little too much. Like no politician <laughs> would actually do that. But Trump does this every single time. Um, 
Do you think, I guess my question for you guys, do you think Trump gets off on it in the way that we get off on it? Because he's kind of playful about it. Mm-hmm. As much as he acts like a mad, crazy person and he, he, he acts like he's angry, I think he's just into the drama. Like he yeah. genuinely just like loves the excitement of it. He's a child in that way, right? Would you agree? Of course. And I think he likes the way he's getting compassion from people who normally wouldn't be compassionate towards him. So he mm. likes he likes the sympathy. I think he really oh, likes he, it. Every time his name's mentioned, I think he likes it, good or bad. He got a letter from Obama. He got a sentiments <laughs> from Joe. Like, you know, and then his first address where he's like, he's like all of the really kind words, which have really been bipartisan. You know, he, he's shocked by this. I to, <laughs> to, to your question, Max, I think the thing with Trump is like, Everything for him is like um, it's all about like the show. It's he's like he, he's like, he's like, he's like a like a carnival barker, right? So he's like his the the way he presents and the way it's perceived. I think the sneaky sort of dirty thing about Trump is the truth of what he does. Is he always talks about oh CNN doesn't want me out? What would they talk about? You know he knows exactly what he's doing and what he generates and what the people want to see. You know is that there was that really distasteful thing that he said about um, veterans where he was like they were going to have some American thing where he was going to speak at something some event and they wanted to put veterans out and he said don't put any veterans who are amputees or people that have like that are unsightly, which is like it's just like you know you're shaking your head because it's like this really sort of like despicable thing to say and the best of us, you go, yes, like, absolutely, let's put them out. But what he's doing is he's going, no, no, no. He's like, I know what people want to see. I know how to do a presentation. I know how to put stuff out. I know what people like. And the uncomfortable thing is, in some in some regards, he's probably, that bet has paid off for him. Do you know what I mean? Like, he kind of, like, openly says and deeps down in, in, into people's souls and sort of speaks to something that's really uncomfortable and sort of the worst of us. The things that we try to, like, shed as we get older and become more compassionate and have empathy and all of these things. And the reason that we look at certain leaders that sort of like, you know, uh, promote healing and coming together and sort of lifting the the lesser up that's what we want. But deep down, it's like the reason people love Larry David and all of these sort of people is because we're all kind of secretly despicable or something. Does that make sense to you guys? I don't know. That's kind of a, no, I, I yeah. completely agree. Um, it's, yeah, he he definitely, and he gets away with it too. So in a in, in a weird way, it's like aspirational or something. You're like, oh, he just like lives his life with like no consequences, and it's like that it seems like a good time. Uh, Erica, how'd you find out? Um, my dad. Po- so this broke on Thursday morning, was it? Thursday morning early. I Late guess. Thursday, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My dad poked his head in my room really early, at like seven a.m. And he was like, Trump has COVID. And I was like, oh my God, really? And then I like immediately woke up and like grabbed my phone and like started, yeah, obsessively reading Twitter and stuff too. But yeah, just shocking. shocking. It's also just so interesting because like, you know, rules just don't apply to Trump. Like Trump has always yeah. been able to do whatever he wanted. And and it's like, and even with like a deadly contagious virus, he's like, no, no, I'm, no, I'm still going to go to this fundraiser. No, I'm still going to do this. Like, no, he's just like none of it. He's very selfish in that way, obviously. What, what, any predictions for this week? Uh, or if Anything you think may happen? Yeah, he could die. Do you remember when bin Laden was assass- or killed? And then yeah. on the White House, they had this like, everyone was celebrating and there was like a beach ball bouncing around. And I remember watching <laughs> it on TV. I was like, this is so weird to celebrate someone dying like that. And I was thinking if Trump dies, I wonder if people would curb their celebrations at all. Or if it would be even mm-hmm. more intense and more like a Mardi Gras type vibe. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, what Shane is saying about uh, the, you know, people celebrating Osama bin Laden dying, uh, you know, that was a really visceral thing for people because obviously he he masterminded 
ostensibly the attack, the 9-11 thing that killed over 3,000 Americans. So for them, it was like this cathartic thing. It's almost like death penalty or whatever, you know, eye for an eye. What's interesting to me about the Trump thing and the way that people view it is you've seen a lot of people will say on Twitter like, oh, you know, it's 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 very taboo to say that you hope somebody dies and all that stuff. And whether you hope or not, it doesn't make it a reality. But the, the, the right has really jumped on the idea that people are being... Um, they're not acting with decorum or the, the sort of the right amount of um, class when it comes to talking about the potential outcomes for Trump. What I find ironic is it's like if Joe Biden had gotten COVID, like, do you think Trump would hold back at all? Like, would he display the sort of like class and dignity that Joe Biden had had displayed? And this gets back to this whole other thing where it's just like everybody plays by one set of rules and Trump plays by the other. But he seems to benefit from the world then sort of playing by like this one set of like sort of like a set of decorum or like sort of what we deem like acceptable when these things happen. But like the way the stuff that Trump said about, say, you know, uh, John McCain or what he said about different veterans and things like that, it's like he doesn't give a shit. So like you can think however you want to think about if people wish he dies or not, but for him to be outraged or for his people to be outraged because some people would find it like a, a, um, a beneficial outcome. It's like spare me because it's like you, your side doesn't do any of that shit. You guys will say the most heinous stuff. Uh, and then you all of a sudden cry like you're being picked on if somebody feels that same way. And to the point about Osama bin Laden, like what Trump did, like with separating, um, families at the border, that the way that he sort of like, um, um, reacted to the uh, the Puerto Rico situation with the hurricane. Like, there's people that probably would celebrate in that way because they feel he's directly responsible for their suffering, or in the case of COVID, death outright. So it's like it is a nuanced conversation, but it does come down to like just like a an easily sort of identifiable like you want him to die, you're a piece of shit human being. It's like, well, I don't know. What does Trump say as well? You know what I mean? It's like I I truly personally, if you ask me. I don't, I don't want anybody to die. So I'm not like sitting here being like, I hope Trump dies. I do think about it more in the terms that you asked Max, what are the repercussions? If he survives it, how does that affect the election? If he gets really sick and survives it, if he, if he walks through this, like there's all this sort of myriad of outcome that I'm fascinated by. But yeah, I don't think it's as cut and dry as like, if you, if you want him to die, you're a shitty person. And if you, you don't, know, I think, you know what I mean? You know, I agree. And I think it also kind of goes back to this idea of like, here's a person who didn't take it seriously at all, who ignored medical expertise. It's, it's like when when you see someone who is a gatekeeper or someone who's in charge of making decisions on a lot of people, like just be really dismissive. And then and then the thing that everyone's been warning them about has happened to them. You go, this is why you are a bad leader. And it's like you kind of you had it coming. And again, this is not to say we, we wish death on him or, you know, illness or anything. I don't think we do. Cause as you say, Mike, we don't wish that upon anybody, but it is justice in a way or, or something. You know what I mean? It's just like, listen, like you have been so ignorant to all this and so flippant to all this. And it's like, this is, you know, chickens coming home to roost in, in, in a sense. It feels like cosmic karma but as I read, uh, somebody tweeted this because th- it happened. And a lot of people online started being like, well, see, they all started feeling very sort of like tisk tisking at Trump. You were going to get it. You didn't take it seriously. And he was like, there's a lot of clock left in the game. You know what I mean? Like basically it's like everybody's running around because it's a 20 point lead now or something. And it's like, it's like, I don't know, man. It's like, there's still a full month left and this might end up seeming old in two weeks from now. Like Shane was saying, if Trump gets through this, his side's going to celebrate and hold him up like, um, um you know some sort of like superhuman entity that survived this at 74 years old and all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Shane, do you think that this will lead to like people dismissing the virus even more if he survives it? 
It depends how he survives it. Like, you know, Alyssa Milano got it and she's still dealing with the effects of it. Like she hair loss and, and all that stuff. So if he's in, if he's in seemingly better shape afterwards or, or he goes on some diet and then he, he starts looking good and has more bounce in his step, it could totally, uh, backfire for the liberals because then it'll seem like oh covid's really not that bad but if he's like in terrible shape and needs a walker afterwards or something then it's going to make it seem like covid's terrible it's all how he comes out of it right um the last last thing guys um did you guys see the 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 tweet from his first tweet from the hospital um he basically said uh (laughs) where is it here um Going well, I think. Thank you to all. Lo- love, exclamation point. For some, somebody like copy and pasted it and the second L in well is a capital I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you see that? Did you- <laughs> and someone tweeted, it's like, what is he trying to tell us? <laughs> yeah, how did that go wrong? That's weird. Yeah, like I was just like looking at the keyboard. It's like L and the, yeah, I don't understand how you get there. Going well, I think. Because if it was the first L, it would make more going sense. Going well, com- yeah. But then he goes down to the comma. Going well, so W-E-L, capital I, down to the comma. I'm looking at my computer keyboard right now. And then space, I think. So maybe it's like between the well, I think. Mm-hmm. He, he had hit the I and then he put the I again. I don't know. Some weird one. <laughs> we we do know he was on therapeutics and also like a steroid that can make you confused. Does this does this make you guys take COVID more seriously? I'm looking at it you. It does Max. actually. What's that? It does. <laughs> it, it really does make me take it more seriously. Yeah. You know, if it can happen to the president of the United States, it can really happen to anybody. Because you, Max, uh, I'm not saying you weren't taking it seriously, but you were trying to organize some some basketball games, and I have a ch- <laughs> I have a chart. That tells me the risk factors on various uh, sports and basketball mm. is real high up on that list. So I didn't want to I didn't want to lecture you, but I have a graph I can send you and we can maybe send me, share send that me with the our graph. listeners. Tennis is very low. And even me, I mm. feel like I'm taking undue risk playing tennis, but basketball is very high. OK, you've that, been playing tennis. Yeah. With with, playing tennis with with John, who's in my bubble, my father-in-law. Mm. Yeah. And we, we keep it very safe. But even like I'm being so precautious that I'm like, okay, what this ball, like, is it clean? Like, I don't know. The ground. I don't know. I'm just trying to be overly precautious. Yeah. Cautious. But if John's in your bubble, you can hoop with him. Yeah. But breathing and I, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't like it. And then what if some guy comes over and asks to play American with us and then it's awkward. <laughs> <laughs>